Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hi, I'm Laura. Today is a review of a discussion my group had with Hour 4 in Learn the Bible in 24 Hours with Chuck Missler. And it can probably, the discussion can probably be summarized in the idea of one, questioning assumptions, and two, coming up with a lot of questions about details that we wish we knew more about. So first of all, how old was Isaac really when he was taken up to be offered as a sacrifice? Was the terminology and the translation where he's called lad not so much an indication of his age, but just how fathers and older men tend to refer to anyone younger than, than them? Was he saying son just because he was his son, no matter how old? And with the fact that so many of the other details are foreshadowing of what happened with Jesus on Golgotha um, when he was in his 30s, it seems very interesting to think about the idea that Isaac was actually a grown man in his 30s. We talked about the fact that God visited Abraham a lot, and Abraham didn't seem surprised to see him show up in person, although he at the same time recognized it as something special to be visited by God. We got to talking about the covenant that God made with Abraham by putting Abraham in a deep sleep and God performing both halves of the covenant, just like Jesus does for us on the cross. He takes care of everything according to his mercy. But specifically, it was wondered if this was a ritual that Abraham was used to, and if it was, where did it originate from? Was it something that God had previously ordained and people were used to? Was it something that had been perverted and was also associated with pagan rituals? We acknowledged that whatever God creates for good, Satan does his best to pervert and make it seem evil and wicked. When referencing Jacob's prophecies over his sons in Genesis 49, and the one specifically to Judah, that the scepter would not depart from Judah, using language that was understand to mean the promise of the Messiah. And then Chuck Missler refers to the fact that when the Roman leaders removed legal powers from the Jewish authorities, the people who were ruling the Jewish people at that time in AD 7, that the response of the Jewish authorities was to mourn because that prophecy hadn't been fulfilled. And we were curious as to why they assumed it hadn't been fulfilled. Why was their response negative instead of thinking, oh, maybe there's something we should research? Maybe this promise has been fulfilled. We also discussed how. Even though in the beginning, in the garden with Adam and Eve, the very basic promises of God about what he's going to do to save mankind are laid out, that as you go along, even in through Genesis with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the plan is getting smaller details revealed as you go along. And then that also gives Satan a chance to, as Chuck Missler says, lay landmines along the way to do his best, ha-ha, to thwart God's plan. We talked about the fact that it was a little confusing at times which of 
Abraham's descendants the land was going to belong to, even though Isaac is mentioned as the one and only son, there were also promises given to Ishmael that included things like land. We were curious about details like when Rebecca was coming to see Isaac for the first time and where exactly he was or was coming from, but he was in the field and saw camels, and how, if nothing else, those details are just pointing out that this is a real people and real events that are happening. Then we were talking about questions like, how could the blessing be given to the wrong person? Why would that even work, that kind of deception? And why did Jacob end up wrestling with God? In the middle of that discussion, we were talking about the use of the word he prevailed, and that it seemed to mean more that he persevered, that he overcame in um, himself or the event, not that he overcame God. It is interesting to think about the fact that Joseph was bragging about having certain dreams, and that can be pretty much corroborated by the way that his father, Jacob, responded to being also told about the dreams. But in the fulfillment of those dreams, Joseph learned a lot of humility as as well as getting trained for certain things that God was going to make happen in his life. We talked about Joseph's very famous response to his brothers, Um, saying, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, but how some people distort that and turn it around backwards and try and say you can do evil to get good. We thought it was curious how, while Joseph's brothers did not recognize Joseph, he recognized his brothers, but that was probably partly due to the fact that that was the last place they expected to see him and that he had probably aged Um, grown up in many respects, and also was dressed like an Egyptian instead of like them. And we highlighted the fact that Pharaoh was able to recognize God's favor with Joseph, even though he was considering himself a pagan and didn't follow God. That was compared to the story of Jonah, where the sailors have all sacrificed to their gods, but when they find out who Jonah's God is, They say things like, "Um, why did you make that God mad? So there's some recognition in that time period that in spite of the false gods they worship, that there is one God above all. So that is the highlights of our discussion of Hour 4 of Learn the Bible in 24 Hours. There are a lot of other interesting things in there, suggestions and things drawn together in ways that put the whole Bible into perspective. So I hope you get your own copy and read it. Hour 5 covers all of Exodus and Deuteronomy, but until then, I am going to keep trying to read Genesis on other podcast episodes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.